Hey, welcome back to Bankrupt Overland. It's LJ, your host. I've got Jeff and Steven here with me again, and we have a special guest, John, with us, uh, also known as Lexus Overland on Instagram. And today we are talking about Overland trailers. And uh, we got a few differing opinions in the group. I already know um, some folks are about them. Some folks own them. So uh, we'll, we'll jump into the conversation. Uh, we invited John on tonight uh, because John has, uh, has some unique experience in, uh, in building a, uh, an off-road trailer and then immediately selling that off-road trailer and buying a different trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we weren't going to talk about that right away. So, uh, so we, uh, we, we thought we'd bring him on here and have some conversation around that. Um, and, and y'all know how we do it here. It's, it, it's pretty off the cuff, pretty loose. So uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and, and get into it. And so, John, man, if you want to give us a little background about yourself, tell us what you drive. And then, um, yeah, let's go into to some of your history around what you've done with trailers. Yeah. So I'm John, Lexus Overland on Instagram. I drive a 2002 Lexus LX470 that I've owned for a little over two years. I bought it at a solid 145,000 miles and it's now got 165,000 miles. Love the heck out of the thing. Drive it as much as I can. And uh, my trailer stories- people that, that name their cars. So what was the yeah. name of your vehicle? <laughs> yeah, so uh, there's- a, infamous youtube video for world of warcraft which i don't play but i do watch that video mm -hmm. about leroy jenkins and there's you know a whole organized group of they're gonna attack <laughs> something and the guy just runs in and messes everything up while yelling leroy jenkins and <laughs> i figured that'd be a perfect name for my truck and so that's both my license plate and yeah I was say, it's on truck. your license plate yeah yeah um <laughs> So whenever I want to send it on the trail, I just roll down the windows and yell Leroy Jenkins and bounce it up stuff. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Perfect. That's great. That's great. Um, so yeah, so so tell us about your your uh, your trailer experience. Let's start with the first trailer because uh, I think that's the coolest story of your trailer evolution. Yeah. So uh, I always like to ball on a budget. Um, <laughs> I don't like to spend too much money on things. And I like to you know, meet the bare minimum of a, of a good product, I guess, with my own money. Um, and so Here's I was looking that. into truck bed trailers because people sell those on Facebook Marketplace, which is my jam for like 150 to $300. And the lady had an old Toyota <laughs> truck bed that had been converted into a trailer posted for about 250. And I messaged her and said, the wife will only allow me to spend 150 bucks. What can you do for me? And she said, if you get it in the next hour, it's yours. <laughs> <laughs> I drove out to Lebanon and met the jankiest trailer I've ever seen in my life. Uh, the The tongue was bolted on with angle iron. The frame was just cut in half. It was literally just the, the truck bed. Uh, the leaf springs looked like somebody had put another truck inside of the truck bed. I think they were horizontal. <laughs> so that was a, an interesting tow on the way home. And the uh, wife came with me for some reason. And she she saw that and said, what are we doing? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> took it home and power washed it and uh, kind of brought it back to life a little bit, but uh, not not all the way back to life. <laughs> so, uh, well, you, you did a little bit more to it, right? So, for what I remember, you, you you had to you almost replaced the entire thing, but the actual truck bed. Is that right? 
Kind of. So, so in the first place, I, I took stock of everything I had. It had two tires that were as old as the truck was, which was a <laughs> mid-80s Toyota pickup. Um, and yeah. uh, so first steps were to clean it up. So I took the bed off the frame, power washed the frame, power washed the bed, primed and painted the uh, mm-hmm. frame for rust prevention, which it had none, which is kind of rare for a old Toyota frame. Yeah. And uh, put new shocks on it because they were like $40. Um, and, uh, we bedlined the inside of the frame, kept the patina on the outside and I snagged a new, uh, tailgate for it or old new to me and, uh, got a, um, camper topper, bolted that down, built a rack out of some, uh, square steel, really cheap, bolted my rooftop tent to it and sent it. And, uh, it was a good time. It was, it was as handy as it was cool. And I really, I really enjoyed the build and uh, going through with it. And if you'll have any specific questions, I'm, I'm happy to answer them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's, it's interesting that um, uh, you kind of went that route because now a lot of, um, I guess, overland focused trailers, they can get into $20,000, $30,000. You know, of course, they're top of line stuff, but it, it's cool that you've kind of found something on on uh facebook marketplace made it your own uh and kind of got you into the 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 world of traveling like how we enjoy traveling off-road travel um with this this awesome 80s truck bed uh and and you kind of have an interesting story about the tailgate right because i don't think it came with the tailgate initially but you're able to and maybe you can go elaborate how you're able to find a tailgate that matched an eighties, you know, Toyota truck bed trailer. Yeah. So I, I've searched Facebook marketplace. I searched eBay. I searched Craigslist, Craigslist. And on eBay, these tailgates, I guess they're rare. Everybody really likes Toyota pickups. Uh, they're going for four to 500 bucks. And that was without shipping. So I, I obviously didn't want to spend that cause it was almost four times as much as I was into the thing. Uh, so I was <laughs> <laughs> on a, I was on Craigslist and I found a tailgate that was listed for 200 bucks by a guy named Bill. And I said, oh, okay, Bill with an old Toyota pickup Dollar. tailgate. Let me give him a call. <laughs> and I said, Bill, pleasure to talk with you. Uh, I saw that you have this tailgate listed and uh, the wife says that I have a very tight budget. That's my favorite line. <laughs> everybody always, for some reason, it always gets people to go down. I, he it's said, a trade secret. Yeah, I said, she doesn't want me to spend much more than 60 bucks and it was listed for 200. I felt kind of bad, but, uh, he goes, you know, it's been listed for like a month. If you can come get it tonight, you can get it for $80. So I, I drove out, he was in Lebanon and I go, he meets me with a, uh, another Toyota pickup, a old Tacoma. It was gorgeous, uh, single cab, short bed, four wheel drive, lifted, nice tires. Um, oh. we got to talking, it was a stick shift and it turns out he loves Toyotas. And uh, he actually invited me back to his place, which was a lovely area off the lake. And uh, he took me back to his shop, which was down the kind of tight trail. And we go back there and he probably had 30 different Toyotas. And uh, it was actually him who I I bought the um, topper through him and the bed rack. And we Uh had like a two hour long conversation. It was one of those things where I told the wife I'd be back in an hour and I was gone for twice as long. (laughs) Uh, but he, uh, he's kind of in the business of dealing with Toyotas. So great guy. I wish I kept in touch with him, but, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
What was the first trip that you wow. took the trailer That's on? That's such a cool story. Yeah, the oh, sorry, uh, you off. It's okay. the The first trip I took the trailer on was to Franklin State Forest, actually a close spot near us, because it's with the leaf springs being so shot. I didn't really want to take it anywhere serious or too far because it had a little bit of a sway on the highway, as as yeah, LJ found out riding behind me. <laughs> um, so it it made it out to Franklin State Forest down the you know a service road and back to a campsite and. It creaked and rattled when I climbed up in the rooftop tent that I threw up on top of it. But uh, that was when it fell off the jack stands, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't want to buy leveling jacks because they're expensive, and I have jack stands. So <laughs> you know, just get it level, throw a jack stand under the back tailgate, and try not to fall over. <laughs> how, how, that, how that happened? We'll run us through. Were you? I think we were. Were you climbing up the ladder when that happened? Uh, I don't know if I was climbing up the ladder or walking away from it. It just it just went. Uh, luckily, didn't fall down the cliff that it was next to. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I got made fun of a lot for that trailer. But you know what? It uh, it enabled me to bring a whole lot of stuff out. I was able to bring more fire firewood than I could. Big things, chainsaw, um, all sorts of stuff. So yeah, was, that rolls into my next question is like, what, what was the thought behind that? Cause you have a large SUV. It's <clears> typically <throat> you or you and the wife when you go out and adventure, mm-hmm. so what made you lead to getting a, a trailer or like building an off-road trailer specifically, if you have all that room, you know? Yeah. Great question. Um, so the, the intention was ability to bring like firewood and larger items and not feel so cramped in the, the Lexus. And then also when we go off-roading, if you have a rooftop tent, if you want to camp while you're off-roading, it's it's kind of a pain to set up and take down every time you want to drive anywhere. So I was hoping that I could have something that allowed me to be more flexible. You know, I could park it, lock it up, you know, with the yeah, camper topper. That's exactly, I had a little bit why, more. that's exactly why I don't use the rooftop tent on my car is like the, the setup process and mm-hmm. going with that. So yeah, the, the hard top rooftop or the hard shell rooftop tents are great because it's up and down and as fast as you can unclip it, which is awesome, but balling on a budget doesn't really allow for hard shell rooftop tents. So, uh, but yeah, it was awesome. You know, really 4th of July was kind of the the best voyage because as I said, the, the tongue of the trailer was really janky and our good friend, Nick, AKA Jim Bob, AKA Overland Nashville also welds and, and 4th of July morning, he met me at his shop with, when, when it was closed, when it was his vacation and I brought him some steel and he welded up a really solid tongue setup, and we towed it down to the mountains of Georgia and, uh, had a great time, me and the wife and, uh, it handled really well down the road and towed straighter since the tongue was solid and we were able to bring a whole bunch of firewood with us and just camp for the weekend and really enjoyed it. Is that more of an advantage to, to sell to the, the wife of having, you know, extra room for her to bring extra things or extra comforts or yeah and i just it was it was um you know it was something that i could leave the tent on and have it packed and ready to go so i i couldn't really leave all my stuff in the lexus and if i have the rooftop tent on it tanks my mileage bad and my commute at the time was 60 miles a day so um the priority was ability to camp as quickly as possible because also at the time due, due to covid i was uh, four day work weeks. So we had three day weekends. So we were camping as much as we could. So it was just ability to get out and go and have everything already ready. 
Yeah, I like the like the having everything prepared, ready to go. That's that's kind of what's led me into you know looking and researching these overland off road trailers. Is mm-hmm. just the convenience of being able to you know store the thing in my backyard with all my crap inside, ready to go. Leave the rooftop tent. You know, I have a two two or three man rooftop tent to pui. Leave that bolted on the roof, and I can leave my stove and chairs and all that stuff bedding all in the trailer. So basically when I want to go, I fill up the fridge in the, in the truck and hook up the trailer and it's pretty much turnkey. So that's, that's kind of what led, led me to, um, you know, build one of these things potentially. And after, um, after me and John camped, uh, what, a couple of weekends ago, three weekends ago, mm-hmm. we camped where it was really cold and, um, you know, I have my two kids with me and myself and we have a lot of gear. I mean, there's so much gear and crap that you have to bring with kids, stuffed animals, toys, scooters, helmets, you know, three different jackets, tarps, you know, all these different things just to go for one night. And, you know, I spent, you know, 20, 30 minutes easily just packing up the car with all their extra stuff that, you know, on top of the, you know, the sleeping bags and all that stuff that I typically throw in the car. So, you know, the thought of leaving all that stuff in the trailer and just, you know, hooking up and going whenever I want is, you know, the, the thing that makes me want one. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess that's a good segue into my next trailer. Um, so after the first couple camps, it turns out when you, when you have a large dog, which we got at the beginning of COVID, um, it's really difficult to get them into the rooftop tent slash impossible. And I love my dog so much. I don't want her to sleep in the truck because I just feel bad, you know, if it's 30 degrees outside. Um, so we thought about it and I listed the, the Timmy, the trailer, as I called him, cause he was a little, not all there, um, <laughs> a, little, a little crippled. <laughs> um, he, uh, I listed him on Facebook marketplace for a, a very, I guess, hopeful price. And we started our search for other trailers and, a gentleman messaged me like two days into it listening. He said, do not sell this. I want it. And he showed up the next day with his truck, looked over it, offered me something that I thought was very reasonable and off he went. And he messaged me a week later and said, I love the thing. Thank you so much. I'm very happy with it. And uh, at that point we, we got really serious about our, our next trailer search or I guess camper search. And we went all the way from teardrop campers, bare minimum, just a bed, all the way up to like a no boundary, you know, $20,000 thing with a rooftop tent and a fridge and, you know, uh, the, like a toy hauler type deal with the, the door that folds down so you can drive like four wheelers into it. We almost bought one of those, but then we took a good hard look at how much it would cost and what we'd really get out of it. And, um, decided that a teardrop would, would get us enough comfort to where the wife and the dogs would all fit in with me and be happy, you know, have a good night's sleep, but not something that we'd be paying on for the next 10 years or something like that. And uh, we got a nice micro light trailer that's 670 pounds dry, has a sink AC, like a window AC unit, a queen size bed. Um, <clears throat> we've just been cruising with that. It's awesome. We love the thing. Toes, toes like a dream behind the Lexus, you know, barely any note barely any impact on uh, gas mileage and uh the window ac units of like a 5000 btu and it's so small it, it cools it down really easily 
Um, it does require power, but I have a small generator I can take with me or we can, you know, go to a state park and have hookups. But, uh, yeah, we, we really love that a whole lot. That's awesome, man. Um, are, are you, are you limited with that trailer to, to where you can take it compared to your, your off-road trailer? Yeah. So it's got 14 inch tires with no lift and just a, like a basic aluminum frame underneath mm-hmm. where if I hit a rock, it would go through the floor. <laughs> um, so <laughs> definitely not really willing to take that one in its current state down a trail. Uh, it'll, you know, handle just fine down a service road that doesn't have too much going on. Um, future plans. I'd love to, uh, it's got like the torsion axles so no no leaf springs or shocks really and the lifts on those is just like a bracket so it'd be nice to lift it a little bit put some bigger tires just get a little bit more ground clearance and then maybe um bolt or weld like an aluminum plate on the bottom as a skid plate mm-hmm. nothing too fancy just to just for peace of mind because it, it doesn't weigh anything so if it hits something i can just drag it over it um that's future plans but for now we're just chilling it you know it serves our purpose great I leave it. It's constantly packed and ready with our, our camping stuff. We just have a bunch of uh, totes with, with what we usually bring. Does it have any kind of things underneath that you could catch on rocks that would damage it? Or is it, is it kind of just, you know, it has, I feel like I saw the underneath and it has pretty good clearance on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is there anything that like hangs down that would cause an issue if it hit? Not necessarily. The only thing I could think of is it's got a 10 gallon water tank and the spigot like hangs down like the drain but gotcha, it's, okay. it's just like a, a hose. So it would just flex. But uh, oh, the concerning okay. part is it's kind of like a, a, like a ladder frame. So if you could, uh, if you like caught it on a rock or something, it could damage it since it's just aluminum. Gotcha. Yeah. So what, so, you know, you're talking about lifting this thing, getting some tires on it. What, what is, what, what does that process look like? Are you talking about just getting some different leaf springs on it? Um, different, different shocks. Take, take me through what, what, if you were to build that thing, what, what, what that would be. And then I'm going to lead in, I'm going to come back over to Jeff after this and kind of get what you're thinking of, because I, I feel like you're going to build a trailer, Jeff, because you build. Oh your- man. <laughs> I think you guys are going to convince me too. So my <laughs> wife's going to hate me. Nah. I did get the, I did get the approval to build one for my birthday. So starting in April, nice. she didn't say if it's finished by April or I can start <laughs> it in April. <laughs> That's the that's the clarity piece that I'm gonna play, and I hope I'm not talking too loud, so I'm gonna be quieter over here. Oh, I thought you were finished by April. I'm gonna say uh, remote control car when I mean trailer. Okay, guys. Sounds good. <laughs> so on my remote control car, uh, <laughs> it's got the like the um, can't remember the name. I think it's like dexter axles or something like that it's just a it's just a square beam with like rubber in the corners so instead of having a leaf spring or a shock it just resists uh motion by like uh torquing against that rubber okay so it's it's technically like an independent suspension because each side can flex on its own so it tows really well and like jeff said it has good ground clearance because i don't have an axle hanging down it's just a bar Mm -hmm. or a differential or anything like that which you wouldn't have on a trailer axle, but um, <laughs> so the lift process on that is just like a metal bracket, um, okay. kind of like a C shape. I think I haven't looked too like much spacer, into it. Right? 
Pretty much, they, yeah. They started to basically little lower that whole um, axle housing down, mm-hmm. kind of like a lift block on a on a, mm-hmm. on a leaf spring. Exactly. Don't have that axle there. Yeah. So you just unbolt it from the body, mm-hmm. bolt in that bracket in between, and then bolt the axle to that bracket. So it, it's a pretty easy and cheap lift. When I looked into it, they're like eighty to ninety dollars for like a two inch block, which is not bad. And then uh, either just I don't know what kind of tire options there are for fourteen inch. Maybe move up to a fifteen or something like that. Just just to get a little bit higher off the ground, and then that'll that'll be fine for me. Um, the fifteens, but they clean though. They clean. Uh. <laughs> well, what size are the rims? <laughs> 14s right now. The rims are 14s. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So you're like and it's, Suzuki Samurai style. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just straight trailer <laughs> tires on there. Gotcha. Well, that's cool. Um, any any plans? I mean, we're in the middle of winter here in Tennessee and it gets cold. Any plans for heat? <laughs> so funny you ask. Jeff has gotten all of us on to uh, diesel oh, heaters man. because they're fantastic. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, the, the the wife is is the budget and the decider because if it was my choice, I'd just spend all my money. So what I'm was like, the uh, comment that she said about <laughs> staying warm camping? Yeah, so when Please I went I went camping that. with Jeff a few weeks ago, it snowed. And it was in the 30s when we went to sleep. I woke up, I had a little thermometer inside, and it was 50. And I'm trying to keep warm with the dog. And That's so I get 50 home, inside the trailer. Though. 50 inside the trailer, yeah. Yeah. I get home. I'm like, Hey, we need a, we need a diesel heater. It'll be great. And she's like, no, you know, I, I think it's fine. You've got a 30 degree bag. You know, you're okay. And I'm like, yeah, but you can come with me. And she goes, John, we don't need a heater if we just don't camp in the cold. <laughs> and that, that was the end of the logic. <laughs> Very logical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can't really come back from that. Can't blame her. So. Oh, so I'm going to pop over. Jeff, I'm interested in what you're planning because uh, we know you're, you're Mr. DIY. Um, you, you know all about it. I'm sure you already have, you know, some some CAD drawings or blueprints prints drawn up or something. So tell us what, what, what you're looking at and what you see uh, as, as value in a, in, a, in a trailer for you outside of the ability to have everything together, right? But, but what, what's, what's important in your build? Um. So yeah, the, the thought process and the important things, let me run through the, the thought processes. I can fit everything I need inside my rig and sleep in it with two kids. It's just a lot of work having to take out car seats and mm-hmm. do we sleep inside. Um, I'm pretty much self-sufficient. So the, the thought process of what I want is, you know, like I was mentioning earlier, the, the ease of setup, you know, you roll into camp and when you have two kids, I mean, it's not as bad as it was when they were little, but when I get to camp, I mean, it's, it's a good 35, 40 minutes of straight work, like no stopping. I mean, hmm. you're just going and going and going because the kids want something. I mean, you're unloading stuff out of the car and they're like, dad, I need my scooter. Uh, dad, um, you know, where's my jacket? Um, I'm cold. I, I want to fire. can you put the lights up? You know, it's, it's nonstop with that. So the thought of having a trailer and just having everything in there so I can roll up to a campsite, whether it be at a state park um, or in the middle of Franklin state forest where there's nothing around or even in my backyard and just go, all right, kids hop inside the trailer. I could fire up the diesel heater, get it warm in there. If it's cold out and put on a tablet, like put the tablets on and just, 
allow me to just sit down. Cause the whole reason I get out there is so I can sit down and chill. So yeah, looking at different ideas. So that's really, uh, I, I love that because, um, you kind of have the best of both worlds, right? So if you bring your, your kids, great. You have a trailer, you've built this trailer exactly how you want it. But if you're doing a solo trip, you have the ability to still sleep in your vehicle. So you can go super lightweight with yep. your, uh, uh, 80 series or bring the trailer when you have your, you know, your kids tag along. So I think that that's yeah. a really smart way of doing it because honestly, I mean, John knows this. I'm not a fan of trailers, not because of what they can do. It's because I just hate towing. Right. Uh, I actually love seeing trailer builds and I actually enjoyed watching uh, John build up uh, his, his first trailer. I thought it was so fascinating. And then he almost tipped it off the cliff, but um, you know, it, it's, I love the concept of it. <laughs> uh, I just, I'm just not a fan of me personally. I just hate towing. Like I suck at it. I can't back up worth anything. Um, so I probably won't ever go with the trailer build. Um, but having that flexibility of being able to do both, you know, super, super light, you know, camping with your 80 or trailer with families is phenomenal. Now, actually I want to ask uh, John a question because you've kind of gone through an evolution of uh, very basic, right? From your first trailer, uh, old truck bed, rooftop tent, to now a teardrop. And, and you kind of are able to compare and contrast both setups. So if you were to go with a, a brand new trailer, like a version three trailer, what things would you take from the version one, version two, to incorporate into version three? And I asked that partly on just uh, part because as he's building this maybe you can give some insight as you know as someone who's owned a truck bed trailer a teardrop trailer things that you like things that you don't like yeah so i guess uh the the i could start with kind of the pros and the cons of of the truck bed and the the teardrop uh the the truck bed tra trailer is is excellent utility it's literally a truck bed um, I, I joked with people that it was my $150 pickup truck because at that point in time, you know, it, it's dual function. <laughs> if I need to go get something from a Home Depot, I have a truck bed trailer. Uh, so I could do that. You can't do that with a teardrop. Yeah. You know, the, the gross vehicle weight rating on that is like 1,700 pounds. That leaves me a grand of worth of stuff to, to throw in there. Floor. Uh, uh, and uh, with, also with the truck bed, um, it's a little lighter and a little bit more easy to get down trails. You know, you can lift it easier because it's a truck. Uh, if I wanted to lift, I'd just go buy a toy to pick up lift, half of one, <laughs> and yeah. throw it on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I guess the cons of it are that's kind of it. If, you know, I could camp in the back of it, but if you're tall, that's not going to work unless it's a long bed. Which, then you get into heavy-duty type stuff. And uh, so you're kind of limited to the rooftop tent and that, you know, if you have to, if you ever gone camping and gone drinking while camping and been in a rooftop tent, you know, it's not the greatest because you always wake up at 3 a.m., have to climb down a ladder to go pee. Um, <laughs> oh, I see. You're doing it all wrong. I just hang out the tent. And just, yeah. <laughs> sometimes I just lay down by the door and I just piss all over the ladder. And then when I wake down in the morning, I go, why, why is my ladder? What did it rain guys? And they're like, no, so, that is, that is truly one option. 
Yeah. Uh, and with the with the two <laughs> with drop, two kids in the with two kids in the tent because I Dad, can't. Dad, what are you kids doing? <laughs> None the wiser. Uh, <laughs> adult things. Yeah. Uh, and with the teardrop, it's it's got comfort. Um, and with the air conditioning, you know that opens up camping almost yeah. year round. So if I I think for V three would be a blend of the capability of the truck bed with the comfort of the teardrop. Mm-hmm. So something a little bit more rugged, something a little bit higher okay. off the ground, maybe uh, an option with like a some sort of a t- toy hauler type deal to where it's like got a, mm-hmm. a back that opens completely so I can load large things into it. And then uh, I don't have, I didn't have heat in either of those things. So it'd be really great to have some sort of a heater. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also my teardrop is very basic like it just had like the it's got a shelf with like cubbies and that's just you know they built something out from the hole it's nothing special so it'd be yeah. really nice to have a little bit more organization maybe like some uh shelves going all the way up or, or cabinets or something like a pull out in the front or the sure. back you know just utilize as much space as possible um so yeah rugged uh, a little bit more capability heat and air and uh just more storage built in mm, okay so you can sleep yeah thank and you and have storage it's always interesting to get, get your mm-hmm. yeah yeah i like to i I'm, I'm a trial by fire kind of guy so i usually learn things after the fact <laughs> yeah. yeah so <laughs> for this this overland trailer that i'm looking at I've, I've done a couple done good amount of research i found a couple couple guys online one of them's like sweeney woodworks or something i forget the name of it and he built uh a overland trailer um about i think it was about two years ago and i think i watched the build a while back because i've always kind of wanted something because like, i usually used to go out to the desert when i was in california and it'd just be nice to get out of the sun and have an awning on it and have like a base camp like you said um so I followed a couple guys and this one guy built a, he bought a trailer. He bought like a utility trailer that I, that I saw on the internet and basically built a plywood frame. And with the plywood frame, he used like six sheets of like three quarter inch plywood. And with the plywood, he built hmm. the sides, he built the top, the front, the back and had it on cool angles for like good departure angles and stuff. And then he did, fiberglass and resin over it so he laid the, the, the fiberglass sheets over it and then resined it so it made it basically i mean probably close to the same kind of construction as like a, a mini teardrop trailer but he used a metal you know mm-hmm. frame from a utility trailer um so it's super rigid you know it was a leaf sprung axle and um it you know it, it's nothing fancy it's not gonna go crazy over terrain you know f- as fast as my land cruiser would but it's going to get you there and it's not going to get beat up or bent because um, it's, you know, fragile to have a steel frame. So yeah, I have a couple ideas. Um, basically the main thing is, you know, building that structure so I can sleep at least, you know, three people in it, you know, myself and two kids or my wife and myself. And then the two kids could be on the rooftop 10 on top. So I could drop my rooftop 10 on the top. Um, I would have a back hatch that would have, you know, water plumb to it, like a little mini sink. And I'd have a, you know, a built-in gas range or propane range in the back. Um, and then I'd probably take the solar panel off my rig and throw it on the back of that thing just to charge the batteries up. 
But as far as that, I'm, yeah, I'm looking to spend, you know, under 1200 bucks for the whole thing. So we'll see how it oh, goes. That'll be exciting to see. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at trailer utility oh, yeah. trailers. You can pick up for anywhere from three to 500 bucks for a decent one in decent shape, you know, with decent tires on it. And then, um, basically mm-hmm. it's just going to be a lot of time, you know, bunch of plywood, bunch of resin fiberglass and, do all that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm pretty decent with, you know, fiberglassing and stuff. I've made, you know, some subwoofer enclosures. I've made a wakeboard back in the day. I've made surfboards before. So I have the, you know, the that doesn't skills surprise to... me at all that you've made all those. <laughs> <laughs> I have somewhat of the skills to kind of do that. Um, so, you know, yeah. the fiberglassing and stuff, you know, it adds so much strength to it where you can get away with, you know, building something out of plywood that's still strong, but once you fiberglass it, it really, mm-hmm. Uh, basically ties it together. It's like, you know, shrink wrap for, for the plywood it just seals it all, you know, hundred percent waterproof. You won't yeah. have any leaks and whatnot. That's, that's um, like one of the biggest things with, with trailers or campers that you kind of run into that you don't expect is when you heat or cool them, the condensation is terrifying. Yeah. Terrifying. And if, if you don't have any sort of way to control that or are aware of it, then you got mold or, or something and that's really bad or a compromised structure. Exactly. Yeah. So the the thought is, you know, I would take my diesel heater and incorporate that into the, um, into the camper. And I'd put, you know, like a five or six gallon diesel tank in there. So you could just leave the thing running for five days and it wouldn't, you know, ever need to be refueled. Um, so basically just kind of pick and choose the parts off of my land cruiser and put them onto the uh, trailer, you know, doing it on a budget. (laughs) I probably won't need dual batteries on my Land Cruiser if I'm doing that. So I could, you know, take the big 105 amp hour battery I have in that thing and throw it in the trailer. You know, I have an onboard water system on my Land Cruiser already. So I can, you know, throw that inside the trailer and, you know, maybe just incorporate a couple of the things that I currently have and put it in there to, um, you know, help reduce the cost of, you know, building this thing. But, um, yeah, I kind of got sign off on it. I don't know how, but um, I'm going to try and go for it. So I'm looking for utility trailers right now. What do you mean you don't know how you got sign off? You just remodeled an entire kitchen. And like, ah. Yeah, I was like, come on, that's some brownie points right there. <laughs> I mean, it made me wish Jeff was my husband. <laughs> I mean, I kind of asked when I was like, in there with a grinder, you know, like cutting up the cabinets and doing some tile. I'm like, hey, Oh man, I want to go camping this weekend, but oh, I just wish I had a trailer. So there's a couple like slight, you know, hints to this thing coming along, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I think it'll happen. I think you could totally do it for 1200 bucks. Cause really it's, it's not that much material. It's just the time. Yeah. It's just the time. And, you know, I have that basement garage. So basically I would park it down there. So it'd be out of the elements, you know, in the winter time and, you know, I could keep it, you know, nice and covered and I could work on it and build it down there. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's, that's the thought. So, so how are you going to just, uh, how are you going to, are, are you going to be able to take that thing wherever you go off road to, uh, if so, how are you going to handle the suspension wheels, clearance, all that good stuff? So, yeah, that's a good question. Um, my perfect scenario would be, um, putting the Timbrin axolis axolis suspension on it. So the same kind of setup as John um, has. And I don't know if you guys know about Timberland, but they make bump stops um, mm-hmm. for basically any Toyota. Um, mm-hmm. 
They're awesome. Stops. I have them on yeah. my Land Cruiser. They that is when I put the lift on the Land Cruiser, I didn't put the bump stops on it first, and I put those on yeah. a week or two later. And the ride quality improved. Oh yeah, so much. You, you can sky the thing. You can jump the thing in the air and come down, and you don't. You, it's just a nice soft cushion. So it's amazing. I, I was blown away with, with with how much it improved the handling, or not handling, just yeah. absorb the bumps. Yep. Quick yeah, question, so, Jeff. How do you know that you can sky the thing with the bump stops? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I guess you just have to scroll through my Instagram to find out, but I've been known to be pretty hard on my vehicles. Um, when you're in the desert, you sky dirt, sky dirt, sky dirt. That means um, your bump stops are working good or you're about to die. <laughs> <laughs> you're extreme. Um, we got sidetracked. Yeah, so the... <laughs> the the Timbrin axles are kind of the same concept that John was explaining. Um, they make them basically, I mean, for the ideal set that I think they're about 800 bucks and that's for two. Um, and you can get whatever bolt pattern hubs you want on them. So technically you could get a matching um, hub pattern for my um, Land Cruiser, which I think it's the same as a Tacoma six mm-hmm. lug. They're, they're all the same. Um, your guys' 100 series are the five on 150, which is the weird size. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, yeah, it's a Tacoma size. So it's a pretty, pretty common set. So I could either throw some Tacoma wheels on it or get some, you know, Lexus Land Cruiser wheels on it. Um, and then throw, ideally, I'd throw 35s on it just so I could only have to carry, you know, one extra spare for either the front or the rear. Um, but yeah, for lifting it, it, it all depends on what kind of trailer I find. I think that's the biggest gamble. So um, that that's going to de- define pretty much everything, the size of it. Cause I don't want to do a ton of fabrication. I just have a little um, 110 Lincoln electric um, welder. So I don't have anything crazy. And if I have to buy a new welder to build a frame, that's going to start getting expensive. Um, so yeah, that's the thought um, for lifting it and whatnot. Um, basically just make some spacers. If it's a, if it's an axle frame, you know, I'll just have to run it and just throw some bigger tires on it so I can get some more clearance. And then down the line, if I use it a lot, I can buy some timber and axles um, in a couple months or, or in a year or so. Are you seeing utility trailers with that axleless suspension? Not, not for 500 bucks. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you'll see them on some boat trailers and stuff, but then I'm getting a lot, lot wider than I want. Um, so you can, you can, um, find them, but they're just a lot more. Most of them are just leaf spring. So yeah, they're, they're not as ideal, but, um, it'll definitely work, you know, throw a shock on there. Cause typically trailers don't have shocks, mm-hmm. um, depending on the weight I can, you know, get some shocks on there and it'll help it out on uh, some trails and whatnot, but, um, we'll see. Are you worried when you build it for like ground clearance and with 35s, hopefully, are you worried about not being able to fit it in your garage? Um, not really. Um, I, I think it would be, I have seven foot down there. So I think depending on, you know, how high I want to build it, I, I want to keep it small enough um, to where I can keep the rooftop tent on it and just pull it in the garage. But I think it's kind of all see. I mean, I, I don't see it being taller than seven foot. Um, even with a rooftop tent on there. So if I have it six foot tall, you know, that's my height. Um, that would be a pretty good size cab, you know, like what's the height of your trailer right now? Uh, I'm like 5'11", 
five seven five eight and i'm like about as tall as it no, maybe a no, little your taller. trailer <laughs> yeah yeah that's what i was saying is, is standing <laughs> next to it it's about, it's about as tall as me thank you <laughs> Um, okay. Cause that so was the had... problem with, with some of the nicer, you know, camping trailers that we were looking at is they would not fit in any normal garage. Yeah. Yeah. Once you start doing the box trailer where you like walk and step in, mm-hmm. those are way too high. So yeah, it's going to be a low profile. It's going to be, you know, kind of like a, a, a little bit larger teardrop teardrop. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the guys that are building them is, are putting, um, like pop tops in them as well. Um, which is really, really cool. And they have like a bunk up top for their kids. Um, I think that would be cool, but that's definitely something you could add later on. Um, I've wanted to do a pop top conversion on my Land Cruiser, but never really wanted to dig into it that much. So I could, you know, build the pop top conversion on the the off-road trailer and just kind of see how it goes. Worst case scenario, you basically just patched up with some plywood resin over the top and call it a day. So it's not that big of a deal. Um, with my land cruiser, you can't really do that. So, um, yeah, I'm really kind of, I'm more of like a build as you go type of person. The, the one guy that has the trailers online, he has plans available and I've seen a couple people buy them and then modify them. So that's probably kind of the route that I'll go and just make it big enough and comfortable enough for, for three of us in there. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I did a Google after you talked about him, and I think I found him. I think it's Shawnee Hills Workshop. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Yeah, he's got a really awesome website, yeah, and he actually he actually has a uh, an LX470. Yeah, that's his tow rig. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was into Jeeps before, and then he sold it and got a got a Lexus. Smart man. Sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, Stephen, Stephen and I both were in Jeeps before we decided that we wanted to live in a lapse of luxury yeah. and, and get us uh, a Land Cruiser. Yeah. Actually, I'm the only person in here with an actual Land Cruiser. Uh, well, Jeff, you, you, I mean, I got, I have a real Land Cruiser. Oh, Jeff has a Lexus too. <laughs> I have an actual Land Cruiser, guys. Yeah, you have a 100 series. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he yeah. does. Yeah. With a rear locker. It's, it's technically in my name, so it is mine. You guys want to argue? About it. <laughs> but yes, I do drive a Lexus. Oh, a Cruiser. I like that. I like that. Well, the good thing with the, with the with the Hunter Series Lexus is they have they have AHC, which which I know John knows a ton about and, and is a big supporter of. Uh, I know um, we have that slated. If, if you're listening and you're a you have to be a Toyota person if you're listening to this because it's kind of all we talk about lately. But <laughs> if you are a Toyota person and you're interested in should you get rid of the AHC and put in a standard lift, uh, I think in the next couple of weeks we should get John back and, and talk about the pros he sees in AHC compared to uh, a standard lift. What do you think, John? Yeah, that sounds great. AHC all the way, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah. yeah one one quick tidbit on ahc specifically related to trailers um when i was at uh when we were camping it was on like a hill and uh, i couldn't get the um the trailer or the hitch low enough to like attach the trailer to the ball so i just hopped in the truck and put it in low and then i was able to <laughs> able to go onto the hitch so it was actually pretty sweet that's, that's and then nice. uh when i pulled in it was such that I couldn't get the um, 
like the, I have a swing down like tongue lift mm-hmm. and it was uh, too low to the ground to swing it down. So I put it in high and then it lifted it up high enough to where I could swing down the, the tongue lift. And <laughs> we were good. Go. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> I was very happy about that. <laughs> that is awesome. John, did you ever have any issues with the stock trailer ball and hitch set up on the trailer? Cause I'm thinking of doing like, uh, what is it? A pintle pentacle? Yeah, the pintle hitch, which is like the, like the circle with the hook and the top lock or something. Yep. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, of doing that for for my trailer. Yeah, so, so they make a, a few different uh, tongues that are good for off-road. Mine is just currently the traditional ball hitch. Um, like I said earlier, I don't really take it down anything strenuous enough to where I think I would need more of an attachment. Uh, the Pintle's great. It's what the military uses. And then they also have a, a hitch that's a little bit more expensive, but it has like a few axes of rotation. So it can rotate um, like side to side and, or not side to side, because then you wouldn't toe straight, but it can like uh, spin. So as the yeah. trailer articulates, the ball stays in one place while the tongue rotates. And that yeah, is I've awesome. Seen those. Uh, but they're expensive, they're like 250 yeah. bucks. Yeah, that's the that's the the, hmm. the issue is I, it's going to be more than my uh, <laughs> it's going to be more than the uh, uh, trailer. Yeah, but I mean, so. <laughs> if you build it at home with you know a basic frame and plywood, it's not going to be that heavy, and you're not yeah. going to. I really don't think you're going to take it on like the things we did this past weekend. Uh, yep. So as you said, you're build it as you go. I'd probably just do a traditional ball and and tongue and see what happens. Yeah, I think that's what I'll start, and then you know I can go from there after. Definitely, yeah. the pencil could probably could probably be picked up for not too bad, especially if you found like someone that had one on their old trailer and they just sold it for twenty bucks on Facebook or something. Yep. Yeah. No, that's yeah. That, that's the thought of like because there's a lot of like military trailers and military surplus stuff. Is you know it's also looking at that route, but those trailers are just so heavy. So, yeah. Yeah, they're literally like, built for uh, war. So yeah. That like the M16 type trailers or, or whatever, or yeah, they're like the yeah, M416 the exact... or something. 416, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah I've but they're seen like a bunch of those. They're wider than a Land Cruiser 100 series, which is insanely wide as is, so wouldn't really get down many trails and it'd be super uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't get down Bouncing many trails on the east coast, at least, you know, true, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The pinstripes on my truck say, say so. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm rocking some serious scratches, scratches, except for one door. One door is immaculate on my left. It's so shiny. Very clean. Very clean. Clean door. Uh, so uh, any more, any more trailer jargon guys or, or are we trailered out for the night? Um, I, I think, yeah. I mean, I, I think I'll have some when I start, you know, actually digging in and doing it. But yeah. as of right now, yeah, I'm still contemplating like pulling the fridge out and putting it in there and stuff. So I'm thinking of like what John was saying, like a storage cubby, like having like a pull out storage cubby that I could also put the fridge in um, would be nice. But I do really like the concept of always having, you know, the drinks and food with you. Mm-hmm. you never know what's going to happen on a trail or at least, you know, in the deserts of, of California, you know, you always want to have water and, you know, cold stuff with you. And especially, you know, when you're out and it's hot out. So the thought is keep the the fridge inside the vehicle and then just have the trailer. But 
it kind of defeats the purpose of going to the fridge to get all the stuff out to cook in the back of the trailer and going back and forth. So yeah, I'm really trying to figure that one out. I'm here to vouch for a second fridge. Yeah, what if you get yeah. two fridges? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you should keep the fridge in the truck because, um, you know, one, if you if you go on little excursions when you're camping, you've got the fridge with you. You know, the kids are always hungry, as I, as I learned. And they want ice cream. Exactly, and I do too. And uh, <laughs> you live on top of a mountain, and the fridge is, is actually extremely convenient for, like, long oh, yeah. errand running because you can – Go to Costco as your first stop and and not try to plan around that. Just load it up and head home then. So, yeah, right before the trip last weekend, I um, went to the grocery store and I bought you know like 150 bucks worth of groceries just for our house. But then I needed to go to Home Depot and then I needed to go I don't know somewhere else. And since I'm up on the mountain, it's it's you know it's 30 minutes just to get to like a grocery store, 25 minutes just to get to a grocery store. So through the gallon of milk in, through the ice cream in, through the, the cheese and the turkey and the, like all the, all the stuff that needed to be cold, I just threw it right in the fridge. And then I drove around and when I got home, I said, I don't want to unload this. Just leave it in there. So yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. I guess one last question for me, what are you going to prioritize in your build? Will you prioritize capability or will you prioritize comfort? Oof. I need a good I would... button. <laughs> is that that's Our that's next tough. episode? Because of... <laughs> that will really, you know, that will really steer steer your uh, yeah. Your, your I think I think that I think the main thing for me is, uh, I mean, I would like to say capability, but I would I would I would say if I'm just going my Land Cruiser is going to pull the thing wherever the hell it wants. So, um, I would say, I would say I would do it for, I would for, for comfort. Yeah. Um, just because I'd rather have more stuff in it. I mean, I have a freaking hot water tank in my Land Cruiser. I mean, I'm, I like the comfort things, you know, <laughs> so in a hot water shower. So like, I like the comfort things. So like having all that in the trailer would be nice. And I would, I would like to have a solid foundation to where I could make it more capable in the future. I can always weld on, you know, some metal, you know, big metal fenders on there to protect it against, you know, hitting trees. I can always put a, a timber and axle suspension on there um, down the line and make it more capable. I can always, you know, um, make it more capable down the line. You know, I feel like making it more capable costs more than making it comfortable. Absolutely. For initial, you know, you could roll with the stock size tires on the trailer and go, you know, most of the places. Um, I don't need 75 pound, 35 inch tires on there to go, you know, to the state park, you know, where my kids are going to ride scooters around and we're going to sleep inside the trailer and be cozy and get away from the elements. So um, I would, I would say thinking about, it, I would say comfort for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think going into it, you have to be really honest with yourself about, what you're going to use it for because it, it matters, you know, with mine, it, it was really so that me and my whole family can get out, you know, me and the wife and the two dogs can get out and she's happy and gets a good night's sleep. And we're cold when it's hot and a little warm when it's cold. Uh, but I kind of sacrificed the capability on that, but at the same time, I don't know if I want to bounce it down a trail. 
even if it could, I probably wouldn't because it's, it's just not worth not it to break it. There. It's it's pretty clean looking. I don't know if that's a that doesn't seem like the trailer you'd want to be carrying down a down Franklin State Forest Trail. No, no, I don't think it could take it. It's like very, very thin, like a metal exterior, and right behind that is either nothing or plywood. So, yeah, that, that was a good question. I, I wanted to come back a little bit on on the pullouts because I think that's one of the coolest things I've seen on those. Um, you know, the we talked about the fifteen to twenty thousand dollar trailers that are out there are those pullouts, like. Could you do a pull out and have your grill and set up on that thing and then a pull out for storage? And like, I feel like you could build a sleeping platform inside and everything underneath it could be a pull out on each side, right? You could have an indoor pull out for drawers for like keeping clothes and stuff. And then an outside pull out for the stuff you might cook with and like have your own little kitchen on the side with all the pull outs. Yeah, the, the thought is, is so the, the plywood sheets are four by eight, four feet by eight foot. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I want the sleeping platform sleeping area to at least be seven feet long. Mm-hmm. So you have a foot of space extra on the end if you didn't extend it more. Okay. So technically I would probably extend it another foot, if not two. So I'd have like a three foot void. So I'd have a trailer that's about nine feet long of the actual box. Okay. The whole length of the trailer, hmm. but the box, the sleeping area and let's say kitchen or prep area would be nine feet longish. And that would allow me to have a pullout. Um, and my thought is, is, you know, how the teardrops, they open up from the back, you kind of grab down by the ground and you lift up and it pulls up like a little hatch. And then the hatch goes up and over your head and kind of gives you a little bit of shelter. The thought is, is, you know, from the bottom of the trailer, basically not the ground, but like the bottom frame of the trailer up, I'd have about a three foot, three foot, um, you know, box hidden kind of in there. And that would allow me to have a pullout come out the side. So I'd put it on, you know, slides and -hmm. I could put, you know, a fridge in there, or I could put, you know, propane or a water tank and have that kind of space there. And then above that three foot height, I'd have like the shelf for the uh, kitchen area or like stove and, you know, sink or whatever you want to call it. Um, And then, um, that three foot area would also have to incorporate, you know, a diesel heater as well as like a battery or something. So that could be in like the back of it and you'd pull it out, you know, you know, the width of the trailer is probably going to be around five feet. I'm guessing four and a half, five feet wide. Um, so you'd have, you know, enough room to put, you know, a couple things I'd want to have at least a queen size mattress in there. Um, so yeah, I've really got to just kind of, maybe learn like solid works or something and really build this thing out um, and, and figure out all the, the nooks and crannies because it's, it's a little bit harder after you build it and cut wood to mm-hmm. figure out what you're going to do with it. But I would like some storage pullout area or at least a hatch that I can open up and access. Yeah. What utility trailers? I mean, are you looking, would you just buy a utility trailer that was, you know, five by eight foot or, or what, what sizes do they, I'm pretty sure they come in standard sizes, right? Yeah, usually they're like four by eight or five by eight, I think, ish that I've found. Um, that doesn't include the the width of the wheels. That's like an actual usable space. So a four by eight utility trailer, you have an extra, you know, eight to 10 inches that you could technically, you know, overhang on. And some of the ones that I saw, um, the guys, you know, built the the frames 
of the trailer body and they made the fenders incorporated into them. So they didn't have fenders that stuck out. Um, imagine like a Jeep that has stick out fenders would be like a stock trailer. And then your Land Cruiser has the tires inside the body. So it kind of build it like that um, to where the tires would actually tuck up in the, in the body. Um, okay. So I could make it, you know, a four by eight trailer could be, you know, five and a half feet wide or, you know, almost six feet wide. Yeah, because you would put I the bed over the tires at that point, right? So you have that extra space. Interior. It probably would. It probably would be on top of the wheel wells, yeah. yeah. Um, and that would <laughs> give you about like, a foot. Sorry, then you foot. could have like under storage. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, the, there could be water tanks underneath there and, and storage pullouts there. Well, Sweet. that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I'm, I'm seeing the vision that you're kind of working with here, man. Thanks for going through that with us. Yeah, I mean, I'm talking about it now, so I'm going to get kicked in the ass if I don't actually do something with it. So now that it's going to be live on the internet. <laughs> we'll cheer you on from afar. <laughs> I'm no, it, go find me. It, it, it will be cool as we as we move, move along the year with the episodes to kind of hear the progress. Um, because what I do know is when you start a project, you move through a project. Uh, you're, you're not one of those people that gets halfway through it and then stops for weeks at a time and, and then comes back. So it'll be interesting to kind of get weekly updates as we, as you yeah, move through exactly. it on, what you've done, uh, you can talk about it and Hey, even our, you know, our listeners can, can hit you up and go, Hey, I've, I might've done this and here's some tips and pointers that, that I've had along the way. Right. So if you've done it out there, you know, Hit us up, hit up Jeff, um, maybe shoot him some designs and things y'all done because he's right now in the planning stages. And so I'm sure he's open to seeing and learning some some wisdom that some folks out there might have had as they built it. Oh, yeah, for sure. That would definitely help. I'm ready to get some Instagram stories of me working on my car instead of the kitchen. <laughs> Oh, uh, yep, yep. Uh, well, guys, uh, this was a lot of fun. Uh, I enjoyed it, John. Thanks for joining us. This was uh, this was a good conversation. Learning about yeah, thank you the trailer, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then uh, yeah, the nice Easter egg. We didn't really talk about Jeff, Jeff and his or plan to really go too deep in, in, into your build. But man, this was this was invigorating and kind of a nice little Easter egg to go into. Yeah, it was kind of under the wraps, but now it's out. So it's out there now. You got to do it. Oh, we'll be waiting. <laughs> or you're gonna lose Instagram. <laughs> oh man! Please no! It's my livelihood. <laughs> I need my hey, to some of us, it's not a joke. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, once again, thanks for hanging with us this week. Uh, we'll be back next week. And uh, I don't think we have a topic for next week, so it might be AHC if John's open to doing that. I don't know. What do y'all think? Sure. Sure. Yeah, I'm down with All that. Right. Absolutely. Week, we're talking AHC. So if you have taken your AHC out and put a regular suspension under it, don't come and listen. Because <laughs> you're an idiot. Because we're going to tell you you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Well, thanks, y'all. Thanks, guys, for joining us this week, and we'll come back at you next week. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.